Welcome back to class, everybody. I am your low battery professor, Ricky. And I'm your lower battery professor, E-san. I, I kind of always like that thing at like where you're out with a group of people and like everyone needs a charge. It's like, all right, how much battery you got? Who needs it worse? Yeah. Right. Oh, like it's like a bidding war. Like, oh, I got 24%. Fuck you. I got 17. <laughs> I got six. Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> fuck. But yeah. Why are, you low ba- why are you low battery? I think we're both low battery boys right now. You know exactly why I ran nine you ran miles. Like, you ran like nine miles. I just, because we're just burning candles at both ends. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, you know, there's those times in any, uh, the grind any never, career. The grind never stops, man. Eventually it'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> just at some point it'll all come to a grinding halt. All right. Actually. When you tell everyone, you know what? I'm not responding to shit for a full day. That's what's going to happen, I think. Not this coming week, but the week after. I'm going to take a little me time. Yeah. Because at my, at my company, we have something called cultural days, mm. which, you know, it allows you to take off whatever holidays that are extraneous that aren't in the, you know, predefined set so my culture is a culture of watching anime and just couch potato couch potatoing it is in it's in my religion it's yeah. in my culture and what are they gonna say uh no that seems like bullshit culture what did you say to me excuse Ridic- me excuse me oh my god i will have every person on twitter hear about this <laughs> and you will be blasted yeah. absolutely blasted but yeah just flip it on their head you know I mean, they would deserve it in that case. They would be. We're giving you two days to do whatever the fuck you want with it, except for watch anime. <laughs> except for watch anime. I'm going to flip that script on those bitches, and that, that's me. That's my yeah. culture. <laughs> that's what I consider religious. Like, weeaboo isn't allowed? Yeah, we, the religion of weeaboo. <laughs> Ever heard of it? Or how about the religion of three? Uh, thank you. <laughs> the religion of three days for me, yeah. please. But speaking of flipping the scripts. Oh, I like it. Thank you. We're... This is something, if you listen to the sidebar, which you can get in for $3 and up on patreon.com slash ubology, where we talk about random shit, Ethan had brought, up an, had brought up an interesting topic that I immediately gravitated towards. And I think it's a really interesting question that I think deserves a bit of discussion. And that's what we're going to be doing today, really kind of firing the hypotheticals and the wrinkles today. So you want to set the stage for the students, what we're going to be doing? Sure. So... Obviously, most of us who are deep in the anime game uh-huh. have potentially and almost definitely only on Netflix seen in uh, a, let's say, really popular anime IP yes. that they have changed into a live action version of that IP. Oftentimes an abhorrent attempt right. at best. Frankly. Definitely an aberration that needs <laughs> to be scrubbed from the minds of everybody everyone yeah just forget that things exist the only one i'll say that is like decent and for a completely dumb reason is the death note one because it's so bad that it's good it's kind of like one of those like leprechaun movies you full know? circle where like if you yeah. got crack a couple brews it's like with almost the boys. a meme how bad it is yeah a couple cra- crack a couple brews with the boys and just like have a good laugh yeah. at that shit seeing willem dafoe as the death god yeah as a what's I, I totally am blanking Ryuk. Ryuk, that's yeah. it. I almost said Rika, and I'm like, no, that cannot eh. be right. It's close <laughs> enough. But I would say also Cowboy Bebop. I actually gave it. A, I finally finished all the way through, and it was. I stand by what I said on when I was on the Anime Summit show, where if Cowboy Bebop, the original IP, never existed, I think that show would have been all right. But it's just sadly compared to the pedestal, the greatness that is Cowboy Bebop, the OG. So. It was always destined, and that's kind of the plight here. But, you know, 
why why that topic, Ethan? What do we what do we you, you know? It's clearly shit one way, right? But yes. Sorry, did I explain that I wanted to flip the script yet? Okay, so no. <laughs> what I was thinking is, you know, I am a purveyor and consumer of a lot of media, hmm. not only anime. So yes. I was thinking, what live action show, which would just be like, you know, normal shit that you see, you like, know, like 3D human on cable, weirdly. <laughs> on cable. <laughs> um, what shows would do well as an anime adaptation, mm. aka the flipping the script idea. Yes. Um, but I did also, you know, kind of digging in deeper into my thoughts, I also wanted to bring up like more of like a genre topic because I think there is some that maybe wouldn't work or just like straight up aren't tried. Um, and I think that's going to be kind of an interesting, uh, I guess, place to delve in later on. Yeah. And I guess I wanted to start the conversation is, have we seen this happen before? Or we've had some kind of more live action or heavy CGI IP that has been transformed into the anime space. And exhibit A most recently would be Star Wars. They recently had Star Wars Visions come out, that anthology series on Disney Plus where they had studio people like Studio Trigger and um, IG Production did a bit of that. They had a hand in basically transforming the Star Wars IP and the stories and stuff therein into anime stories. And I think it went over like gangbusters. I love Star Wars Visions. And I don't know, have you seen any of it? Or I would no. highly recommend. I think it is definitely worth an episode because it is top to bottom, left to right anime like it's great it's got the yeah big- i think the train has unfortunately left the station on that one yeah, I has it really i just don't feel like uh there's like any hype whatsoever for that anymore and it's almost like not even worth the uh it might be worth just giving it i a would try infinitely rather talk about the clone wars animated series okay than i would this sham of <laughs> a sh- oh visions. sham we're here with that yeah okay of course well like i vehemently disagree it's probably like the best thing that could have happened because it's <laughs> it showed but that's the thing right is that this topic we're talking about today is kind of i don't know why more people wouldn't be chomping at the bit to try to like get their ip into anime because it works both ways it is giving your ip this kind of visual makeover while letting studios that have been in the space for a while, like, oh, we get our hands on freaking Star Wars? Hell yeah, let's show right. what anime can do. And I think that's the motive that I think people are missing somewhere. That anime studios are ready to receive these IPs, showing you, look, when, when shown through the lens of anime, you could completely kind of reinvent or subvert or, you know, rethink just the way this IP is seen, and it gets it to a broader audience that maybe would never have watched it in the first place so yeah what do you, do you have any shows in mind that you think would be like prime candidates for good shit but in yeah anime? so like first i wanted to say kind of like a uh, ground rules yes that we were gonna do is this would be like it's gonna be a um a show that is just gonna get like animated to the nines it's gonna get the mm. the best possible voice acting they can okay like ideally like regionally um proper let's just say the dubs are good the subs right. are good the yeah. dubs will be like oscar level good oh wow right yeah. well, well cuz like okay for instance one i'm thinking of and this is just like really more of like i don't know i'm going to throw it out there and see what happens sticks kind see of what thing sticks, yeah 
What if they animated Peaky Blinders? Whoo! But it's got to be the correct actors being the voices, right? Yeah. Like that's not something where you could do a Japanese uh, dub or whatever the fuck you would call that. Just like an, an, basically the voice cast originally in Japanese. Yeah, you're saying. it would have to be literally like the guys from the show doing the actual voice acting nah. because it's in Britain. And that's like, I think part of the reason that a show like that slaps so hard is you're like, yeah, I feel like I'm in bloody Britain, mate. Well, I, I mean, let's take a counter example of Vinland Saga, where I think, you know, I watched that in sub and I still think it absolutely slapped. And I felt there was there was still that cultural Nordic vibe to it without it necessarily being you know the support for a high quality dub cast i didn't think needed to be there everything else around it was just that good and i still felt it was a nice historical piece a bit on the fantastical side sure but it it still rolled with it you know yeah but here here's my counter to that is it's because we don't speak whatever (laughs) language that would have been either icelandic or um anyway because then we would still need a sub anyway. For sure, that. sure. Um, whereas we speak English, we know the words, right? So like that, barely. <laughs> well, <laughs> barely. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, like you know, something like that where like we would know the words, right? And it's like you instantly know that accent is this, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know. To me, I think that's a, a step above and more of like an immersion thing. Okay. Where like. Like we're we're gonna get into it, but like I think like drama is gonna suffer because you need to you need to feel the characters, right? You need to see the facial stuff, like you were saying uh, before the episode started. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, like you need to feel like you're there, and I feel like without that insane immersion of like this is in London in the twenties or whatever the fuck, um, and they are straight up booming and bows. Yeah, so okay, Oi, bruv, I'm gonna shank you, bruv. I'm gonna shank you, bruv. I'm Tommy fucking Shelby. <laughs> I love it. Or Arthur fucking Shelby. So Peaky Blinders, I think would be fantastic for another reason. And I think that I don't know if anime does this enough, but the the medium benefits from these kind of, you know, set pieces, these period pieces that aren't explicitly Japanese showing those events through the lens of Japanese animation makes for a very interesting visual and narrative experience. I'm thinking like super crooks in like, you know, that kind of Americana era, like, you know, Taco P. Destiny had a bit of that where it's like Amer- like hard Americana. Right. And I-, I love the idea of seeing non-Japanese set pieces, characters, you know, narratives through the lens of that because there's a bit of melding of Japanese cultural jokes and idioms, but also having something like Peaky Blinders and being like turn of the century Britain. So I don't know. I, I think that isn't explored enough. And there are certain character pieces and set, I mean, period pieces that would benefit greatly that haven't been touched yet. And when they are touched, they typically do slap because big studios are want to take them on. Now the drama thing, I a hundred percent agree because I 100% said it that <laughs> the drama for me, and I've said this a long time ago on the show that, one of the big reasons I'm not a big slice of life guy because is if I'm going to watch drama or even a bit of romance, I find myself connecting with the drama and the romance stories better when it is live action because I resonate more with the subtle emotions that a live action actor can get. 
Now, remember, we did stipulate that this show would get animated to the nines. I think that is the only way I would buy in to a drama, a true, like a hard drama, slice of life, thinking maybe almost like a Tokyo Revengers, right? I think they have really good nuance, subtle emotion delivery that I can, I can live with that. And I found the drama in Tokyo Revengers very, you know, very well done. So it's not impossible, but it definitely wouldn't be for me. That if you're going to do a drama show and you have an, a possibility to do animated, Japanese animation, or live action, rather take it live action. That's how it'd be for me. Hmm. Like, I love a Tokyo Revengers live action. I think that would, I think that would rip. But I think it would, except for they would go, they'd go like way too aggressive on the hair thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> they always do. They and it always would just do. look stupid as shit. Yeah, right. Um, and I think that's kind of where I think we should do a separate episode of like things that we think should get like real live action attention from like a real studio that can do it. That would be nice. Versus yeah. like the dorky shit that Netflix gets or dorky studios Netflix gets to to make these live <laughs> right, action right. movies. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be a solid, you know, separate episode later on. But I guess like more on the the drama side, but like I also kind of feel they do they there's something about anime that also like ratchets up the hype and drama to a billion percent. So like for instance, like Haiku, they're not doing anything really that wild, right? Yeah, they're playing right. fucking volleyball. Yeah, but it invests you get invested like crazy, and like the I think the techniques they can use like visually would actually do pretty well to make a drama show kind of like a little more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine like a berserk that wasn't dog shit. One can dream. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Right. But like, that's really like a heavier show. Sure. So I was kind of thinking, what if you did like, maybe this isn't going to be a good option, but like a Dexter, like why would that not work? (laughs) I don't know if it, I don't know if it wouldn't work. I think it would work very well. Um, you have and you have other shows like I'm thinking that are mystery kind of like that. Be the beginning, but it's a bit supernatural in that element. Uh, Balance unlimited stuff like that. I mean, supernatural does extremely well, and there's going to be some entries later on here that I definitely want to talk about and get your thoughts on. Yeah, sure. But like pure drama, I think Dexter would work. Dexter would be a really good one. Um, it, it's and the thing like you said that there are there are techniques you can do with animation that allows you to stretch the bounds of what is possible in the real world. So while you may lose a bit, unless enough attention is given on the subtleties of things, you can then have the big moments hit harder because of your ability to ratchet up emotional delivery or you know reaction. So it's a two-way street with drama, I think. And an element there of having mystery or historical period piece with drama I think there's a there's a there's a win there that could happen, but again, it, it, we did put the predication of absolute elite production value. So that's that's the thing, right? And Is like that, original uh, IP people are involved. Like, yeah, you get all of the actual attention that the original got. And here's one that I'm very interested to talk about. It's kind of still in the drama vein, but it's definitely a period piece. Okay, I think. Probably the one of the best shows of all time, top five easily, Band of Brothers. I was just gonna say, where do we often see do we often see straight war pieces in anime? We have like right. Tanya, which is like a little bit more out there. Um, 
but you also well, I was going to say Grave of the Fireflies is the only like repercussions of war kind of thing but you never really see because it's funny there's so much like actual media around like guys in war you know what I mean yeah and uh you know you just never really see that in anime I think it might be like uh like a Japanese wanting to pull back from that um, 100% I guess perception that they they used to have like it, I still am just baffled and you know it's almost unfathomable to come from you know the World War II Jap- Japan to like the culture they have now right nico, nico, ni. yep I mean like, they were like I mean really they were <laughs> insane well, people one, one of my favorite then. facts actually about kind of shonen and stuff like that is that the, mil- the the common thread of militarization of the youth like if you think of like my hero academia naruto um you know anything like that where you have like a militarized uh you know youth of a village or a group that's a leftover remnant of kind of really early anime kind of not radicalizing but you know calling up your youth to fight for your nation or what's right that's a leftover remnant, and it's just been right. kind of like assimilated. I mean, right? if you can open a door, you're old enough for war. Oh, <laughs> put that on a poster. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, Banner Brothers, I think that would that'd be fantastic. And again, to what we've been saying, there are some things in animation you can probably do better in real life. I think showing the carnage of war hits a little harder in real life, but that doesn't mean you can't achieve that in a high production value anime. I mean, we see we see the horrors of war and attack on Titan. Even this last season, very poignant imagery of you know, the, the horrific a- uh, aftermaths and the casualties of war. So it's, it's certainly possible. I think Band of Brothers would be a fantastic pull into an anime, into an anime uh, medium. Um, but yeah, speaking of, one thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know, uh, one of the genres, horror. It's pretty famous in anime that it gets not a lot of love, right? you know? And I always kind of think, and I think anyone who's been in the space long enough and kind of loves the horror genre, where is, where? Where is my horror? Anime has the lovely advantage of being able to go outside the bounds of reality, and you see shit like Perfect Blue and Paprika and, you know, the the Mindbender shit, even Paranoia Agent, you know, pretty cool. But, like, where? Why isn't there more horror, good, real horror, especially the Japanese, the ring, the grudge, they know how to construct a good horror narrative and they have the medium that could totally blow the lid off of that. So why isn't it come together? Right. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about it a lot, right? And I don't know, maybe they just don't have the, maybe if we saw more like religious horror from their perspective, like I feel like really ghosts like demons shit like that are what really really hit in the in the what are we the west yeah sure (laughs) um and maybe they just like they are too reverent of those or i don't know what it would be but they stay so far away from like you know i think shiki was trying to be a horror but it was just like i frankly done horribly and so boring like who gives a shit it paced out so bad and despite it's like final third being actually pretty cool It's just like a slog to get there. My God. But it just like, it wasn't even like a good vampire story, right? I think there's like significantly better options they could have gone with. And like, that's going to be one of my entries later on. But I agree with you. Like it does, it's, it's 
baffling that there's no like true good horror. Like, and I I wonder like Paranormal Activity. Could you do that as a anime and it still hit like it did originally? I almost think it might. You'd have to rework it. You start at like a slice of life that devolves like devolves into a horror, right? right? A slice of life of like a young couple who got their first house and. A little bit of like not on the rocks, but like okay, we got to pay bills and stuff. We making new friends in a new city, and then it's just kind of slow burn in the background, just horror chipping away from inside the house. That would make for a good one off season. I think it'd be fantastic that way. I'm thinking more like if you were seeing the Haunting at Hill House, yeah, um, on Netflix. If you have it and you're a horror fan, want a fantastic piece of horror, go watch that. The thing it has going for it is if you're not and you're a horror. If you're not, fan. you're a whore, you're, <laughs> <laughs> Good wordplay. Yeah, nice. The, the They have this fun thing where like really in the background, it's not called out. There's just ghosts just hidden in the... There's like 50 ghosts hidden in that season in the background. I think with good background artists and, you know, it, it's not... It's just a very well-constructed horror that is mostly wrapped around drama as well. I don't know. It just seems like that would make for a really fun anime. You have a big sprawling mansion. You know, you have like a bunch of character pieces. It's a good time. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's just it's really weird to me that like our studios here can do horror better with CGI than they can, and they're like the the bee's knees at this stuff. The literal cat's tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say meow. The cat's meow. The cat's pajamas. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of other horrors, and again, I think good like a good slasher flick. Like I'm thinking like a. Shit, Friday, oh uh, no, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Even Friday the 13th might be a good one, but I'm thinking more like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with all the dream shit. Yeah. that And imagine Freddy Krueger's design like in an anime space. Zooey mama, that would scare the fuck out of me. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe it's like the lack of immersion when it's like a 2D anime yeah. to where like you're like well this is a completely different world frankly than than i could see myself in. i think that's why horror can be scary and suspense and stuff like that is you you try to place yourself into the the to the scene like um i don't know if i had mentioned this but uh it, i like a24 a lot i think they do a lot of like interesting mind-bending shit like yeah. as a studio um but i watched this one it was called it comes at night what? That sounds familiar to me. Um, I really loved the movie, but okay. I suggested it to friends, and they were like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. And oh, I was yikes. like, okay, you don't have enough wrinkles. <laughs> uh, but it, it was kind of like this this, this horror where nothing really happened. It was like more of a fear of what could happen kind Which of thing. Part that is called dread. And right. I love Like anything. existential dread. It was yes. like a post-apocalyptic scenario. This family's off in this house by themselves. They have like all these protocols on like what they can and can't do. And like even um what was that, Cloverfield twenty forty four or whatever, where they're in the bunker the whole time. Yeah. It's like it's like twenty twenty four hundred Cloverfield Street or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's another thing where it's like you get one set the entire movie. But it's like the dread of what's up there and then the dread of the guy across the, the way, right? When left to your imagination, horror really hits. Never showing the monster is sometimes scarier. I think the movie The Babadook suffered greatly from that. Have you ever, you ever seen The Babadook? Baba, Baba, Baba. <laughs> it's basically everything in my mind 
in that movie is horror platinum until they show the monster and it yeah. looks like Garbo. To and me. then you're like not afraid of it. Not afraid. It's literally this big cheesy eight foot shadow with a top hat. I'm yeah. like, all right. I, yeah, right, I, I, right. I take a swing. Yeah. But again, it baffles me to the mind. Like, to the mind. Sure. It's baffling to the mind that every everything, slasher flicks, that work well. You got supernatural, that works well. And, you know, everything in between, you know, even sci fi creature flicks. That works well. We know that works well. Um, Here's one I'm wondering. Yeah. So you saw, I, I presume, Split? Yes. It was like the second in the series. Uh, of the Unbreakable series? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, where basically, like, he captures these three girls and throws them in a room, and he's got, like, split personalities and stuff, right? And he, like, goes, you know, basically captures them and has them hostage. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty um, common, uh, I guess, trope throughout Horror. Mo- horror movies, sure, right? Like yeah. Hostel, uh, you got... Captive shit. You know, Saw even. Saw, right? Like, why yeah. Why wouldn't Saw work as an anime? Yeah, and you know what's funny, too? I was thinking about Saw, and I think... Well, I'm just thinking that, like, having that other person that's, a, like, a complete psycho with you in the room... Yeah. Like, that could do well, because they have music on lock. Yep. They have, like, dynamics on lock, right? Like, why, why else would haiku be interesting? Sure. And the one thing with me and like Saw is it kind of it that's kind of indicative to why I think maybe anime and horror are like oil and water right now in the last like decade is because any attempted horror prior seemed to lean very heavy on the ultra violent. We're talking like Helsing Unlimited, violent as fuck. And, you know, any kind of um you know attack you consider and consider that horror though? Again, I don't know. I don't know. It, I think it, the it, only one I can think of off the top of my head would be like Monster. Uh, I don't know if I've, have I seen that. I don't know if I've seen maybe the, the anime. Yeah, it's just called Monster. It's like a classic classic. Yeah, maybe I haven't seen it. Shit, got to brush up on my classics. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like maybe it's maybe long as shit. So I don't blame. Fair you. enough. It's like yeah, sixty episodes or something. So there's an element there of of horror where it maybe back in the day, like in the nineties and aughts, there was just like this hyper violent movement. And because, Oh, we find out that anime is not just for kids. Everyone exploded. And it's just, but have you, um, I mean, I'm trying to not betray myself too much here, but I'm a bit of a filmophile. Have you ever watched like Korean horror movies? Um, no, like, like train- live action ones. Is Train to Bushan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen stuff like but that. But they're like hyper fucking violent. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Korea like, and Japan are quite similar. Um, in, in that regard. Much to their chagrin, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, I would think that like ultra horror violence wouldn't really be a problem for them. Yeah. And have we ever seen it as an apocalyptic zombie shit in, um, in anime? Like, it's kind of like a World War Z or an I Am Legend situation where it's like... I mean, not like that. We've seen High School of the Dead. <laughs> that, or, and then there's like... Well, that's what I was going to say. What about... School, school Live is one of them. What about fucking Walking Dead? Oh. I think Walking Dead would absolutely slap. Think of it as like a Doro Hetero kind of vibe. Aesthetic, yeah. And, but yeah, like, I, I obviously, to- Doro Hetero plus realistic. I could know? totally see that working because... I think it was so slap. Yes, because you... And the thing is, like, if you're animating to the nines, like, the violence hits well, those slower moments of, like, uh, drama hit very well. Yeah, that would be a really, really good one. Um, and I'm thinking, like, remember one we just kind of recently watched, it has horror elements, is uh, Archive 81. Right. That show, you know, 
I'm glad Ethan loved it, and it's a it, I, it was something that popped up on my list, and I watched it on a whim because it just came out, and I fell in love with it. Um, that would be a fantastic one. All the supernatural elements would be animated well. All of the you know drama stuff would be animated so great. The characters all align very well. I can even almost in my head see it animated, which right. is interesting. That's very close. I kind of uh, wonder, like, I never was super into Lost, but like something like that where it's a little bit of like. The monster you don't see is scary, but also like the supernatural aspect. I think a little bit like, you know, Twin Peaks or whatever as well. Like That'd be cool. X-Files. How about that? Ooh. It's almost like... <laughs> I mean, X-Files always horrified me as a little kid. It's I was like how... very anti-alien as a child. Oh, I didn't realize like, you had such a stance. Signs scared the fuck out of me, oh, too. Oh, really? Really? Um, but, you know, my dad loved X-Files. And, you know, as I got older, obviously, I think X-Files was baller. That would be kind of sick. That would be because you kind of had that monster of the week vibe, yes. and you have your like almost like well, your alien um, of the week. But yeah, sh- sure, right, right, right. <laughs> the alien of the week, and um, but it almost starts out like a mob psycho situation where right. mob does start like monster of the week like that. But then you kind of have like you can have this continuity of this growing relationship between your your Sully and whatever the other person's name is. and Scully and Mulder. Scully and Mulder. I mix them together. Um, Scully and Mulder, you kind of have that growing. Smully. Yes. <laughs> Smully mammoth. You have them kind of mixing together and they grow. They can be like ragtag at first, just kind of put together. And you know, Which you is can... exactly how it was in the show. There you go. It's like you wrote the show, man. <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you this, but I was five and I wrote that bitch. <laughs> oh my fucking gosh i said dude. dad i want to do something this thing's called the y files the z files it's like what about the x files i'm like <laughs> genius i'm gonna go downstairs in my room and write it while i watch blues clues let's go <laughs> power rangers blues get do and i can bring an alien to earth why are we not talking about blues clues as an anime because it's let's talk already about an anime? that How, you, <laughs> you go ahead you go ahead and tell the world that blues clues is an anime I, right I, now. i've been really trying to hold this one back um i was i was gonna release it on episode 200 but blues clues is an anime changed my mind oh my god and that cgi of that steve guy awful yeah. <laughs> he looks Horrible. so out of place he looks so out of place everyone else though whoever they got for the v- voice casting for blue and magenta yeah phenomenal phenomenal shit (laughs) but yeah i'm trying to think of other ones i again talk about horror that needs to be more represented and there's so many good horror ips that could just definitely fall right in line so i'm curious do you have any others on deck because i'm trying to think of others that i would like to have seen um shit i mean sure i think uh personally i think that this would this genre or medium, I guess is the right word, would would do really well for like true vampire type shows. I think you could see a True Blood that would actually do significantly better as an anime because okay. like True Blood was like I think early to mid two thousands. Yeah, with um, so like the effects were kind of yikes. Meh. Yeah, but imagine if you had like anime level supernatural effects right like you would feel the power of these vampires more than you did and like you could you could still like uh, appeal to that romance side of the community and stuff like that like i think actually they missed out a massive opportunity on like taking some of those ips and trying to animate them because i think japan would actually love that shit 
because they're like into romances they're into like shonen like you would think you could slap some of these things together and make like a really good anime. To me, that's kind of what ca- that maybe what made Castlevania so kind of drawing in of the anime community because by the strictest accounts, not technically anime, but we have deemed it such, and I still stand by that. And I think a lot of the community stand by stands by that too. And I think it's because they did kind of the full spectrum of vampire cultural like representation there, like kind of over the years of that romanticized element and the beastly side of it all and they did a really good job of showing all that and i think there needs to be more like what you're saying supernatural true blood like we have some good vampire shows in western media where is that yeah because we got shiki yeah Mm. that's what i'm saying they do vampires so bad over there and i can't figure out why like give me uh the vampire diaries or the better much much better (laughs) spinoff The Originals, which is actually, in my opinion, the best vampire show. I'm trying to find the name of the vampire anime that I really liked. It's like really long name. It's got three big parts. They're all like an hour and a half each. Really well animated. It's like the blonde anim- It's like the blonde vampire and the brown hair guy. I don't know. If, I don't think you've actually ever seen it. Um, <laughs> well, it's not ringing any bells. I mean, Vanitas is a little vampire-y. So- oh, yeah. Um, and it's not bad, actually. It's definitely more toward what I would like to see. Yeah, right. And I'm just, hmm. It's got such a long name that I can't remember it right now. Someone in someone in the um, Discord is going to definitely call me out on it. But I found that was a pretty cool. It was very isolated, not a lot of characters. But uh, there was some of the best action I've ever seen. And there was a bit of romant- romanticized elements there. So, you know, a little light on that. So you think a True Blood would be like the if you had to pick one vampire show that would be animated? In well, anime. I liked the originals more than I liked True Blood, but I think True Blood had more um, critical acclaim. Let's just say, like people, a lot of people watched it because everyone has HBO, right? Not a lot of people had CW. Not a lot of people had C Dubs. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think that would. I don't know. I just, honestly, I wish that we had like a billion dollars or whatever, and we could just like try these <laughs> things and see what happens. Because it's like more you can of st- a you could stop a billion dollars right there. Trillion <laughs> dollars. You're right. No, it's just like uh, like some of these things are curiosities of mine to see like how they'd be received in Japan and like what the because like their media other than anime is like completely fucking different from what we watch over here. Yeah, for sure. And it would just be interesting to see what stuck and what didn't. And along those lines, this is kind of like my really experimental part of the, to the show here. <laughs> Sitcoms. They don't do those in anime at all. Um, they claim Slice of Life is like that, but they're dog shit at humor, frankly. I think they're just bad at humor. What about like a Malcolm in the Middle? Another one of the best shows of all time. Fantastic show. Um, I think yes and no. I, I, I fear personally taking a stance that that those things don't exist because we famously i famously have not really exposed myself fully to what the all that slice of life has to offer all that rom-com and anime has to offer i'm a bit of a noob in that regard right so to say that and but i i finished my senpai is annoying at least what was out that's kind of sitcommy to me little little chibi manager and this big beefy ass co-worker who's just a kind dude and like you know that is about that's that those jokes hit the humor is hysterical i think the sitcom has actually been very present in anime but it's just straddled to other shit 
what's that Psyche K show? Yeah. That I'd argue is a sitcom. That's fair. Um, I would argue Konosuba. That's a sitcom. But both of those are straddled to Supernatural. I don't think I will not uh, allow you to say Konosuba is one, but Psyche K, I will give you that. Are you kidding me? Like, Konosuba is the poster child of sitcom. Sorry. It's literally Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They're all shitheads. They all are, they're flawed characters getting into situational comedic moments because of who they are. That's literally what it is. I don't know. Okay. I'll stand by this. You might get flamed for that. I'll hold it back. But but that's a sitcom that's not flat. It's an isekai sitcom. Does a lot of cool, fun subversion characters, well, character-wise, and because of who they are and the way they interact, the situations that create because of the characters creates comedy. And I think that is literally the definition of it. Konosuba is definitely a sitcom. Well, I've thought of why Malcolm in the Middle would suck. It's because it was just so American. Like, it was mid-90s American. It was of the then. Like, literally suburbia. Yeah, right. And it was literally perfect at that. <laughs> so, obviously, in Japan, it would fail. And I think it's honestly why I don't really dig the slice of, slice of life for, uh, like, Japanese slice of life. It's because, like, the shit they do in school was not even close to applicable like i don't know maybe this is just like where i went to school in my life but bullying was not a problem at all in my entire life from what i could tell from the rest of the school and like we went to school for a long time together yeah right but it wasn't like maybe there was like some making fun of people but it was never like to this weird extent psychologically traumatizing right. i would say i never i don't think i really saw that at our school um, or like my my elementary school and like i mean that's all my years of school right <laughs> so i don't know maybe that's why it doesn't like hit for me at all and like maybe that's why like um i don't know like some of these aspects just don't really makes sense to me right or like they're not compelling at all in a show sure though like honestly even like the like uh like rudy from uh mashoko tensei yeah like it's just the hikikimori thing is just so outside of my realm of like but sadly, understanding but it's still that sadly is a reality for a lot well, of i understand people. that right, i'm just right. saying like that's why that shit does not like it does not compute for my brain it's like okay I don't know. I think people will agree with me. Like, if you weren't bullied into the ground or bullied into the Stone Age, like, some of those things are hard to, like, I guess, connect with. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I find myself at Personally. least empathetically. I can, un- I never went through something like that, but I can at least understand the outcomes of someone who did. I can, empath- I can empathize at least with that, even though I haven't gone through it myself. But to that end, for live action stuff, that might be why a lot of those sitcom stuff maybe doesn't translate well because there's a disconnect there, right? That Western sitcoms never had a place, I think, in a lot of Japanese media in the way that we know it. And anime never really kind of had that true Western sitcom comedy. But which, again, I'm afraid to say because I know there are probably a dozen examples that I don't know about that are celebrated in the Slice of Life space. So I refrain from thinking it's not, uh, it's not possible. I think it probably well, not if it's that- not famous as dog shit. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not famous. It's kind of whatever. So well, I, I don't know. I just I think like Friends is definitely a very American twenty something in the nineties kind of vibe, right? Like that. I don't feel like they do. They do 
a lot of in anime. Maybe in, you're right. Maybe I just don't know about it. But I don't feel right. like there's like 90s fucking college kids like doing things. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's honestly a lot of our shows are like those period pieces. Yeah, right. They're indicative of the time that they're made in. And that's why the ones that stand the test of time do so because it seems relatable outside of any era. And I'm curious, would Friends make a good anime? Well, here's what I would say, though, to your last statement. Is Friends going to be still thought of as good in 2090 or 2020 or 2200? So 2200, yeah. Uh, You know, that's a fantastic question. Beyond like the, oh, nostalgia of the good old days, because frankly, we'll be a nuclear wasteland by then. Or uploaded to a digital server or watching content all the time. Um, or you yeah. can live the content. Oh my God. Are you saying I can be the friends? You can sit on the couch with them. <laughs> oh my God. Or, or be them, yeah. Yeah. Like Ready Player One. Exactly. I'm not a big friends guy. I'm a Seinfeld dude. I was never a friends guy either, but the point is I know it was a cultural phenomenon of, of America Yeah. in the 90s and noughties. In the noughties, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I wonder like something like that. Could it, could it work? Um, and, and like, I'm almost thinking we have to frame this as like an anime for literal like Americans, right? Because like, of course, I don't think that would, that would hit really well in Japan at all because none of that makes, like that is not their life. You know what I mean? This brings up another, another question, I think. Would a show like Friends be wasted in the anime medium you know i almost feel like the amount of energy and production into a high quality elite production anime would it be wasted on the exact premise of friends you know i'm thinking like i just recently finished dragon maid and i feel like that had a lot of slice of life kind of yeah you're right it was a waste of animation it wasn't it was it just seems like awesome. that's where you're going here. I was saying, like, <laughs> because of all the fantastical elements and the world building and, you know, just, like, the Kyoto animation balling out for fun. Right, it was really bad, I know. This is weird you're dying on that. That's so <laughs> strange. Um, th- that, that felt like a, a perfect fit for the medium of anime. Does Friends, and maybe Slice of Life fans will disagree, I think that maybe Friends needs to, it just doesn't deserve the overhaul. It animation wouldn't anime wouldn't bring anything new to that table i think right it's it's friends it's it's literally just a blank sitcom konosuba you have a fantastical world you have got cool set pieces to kind of offset that animation brings something to that table i don't know if anything brings animation doesn't bring anything to the friends table that's what i'm, that's what I'm thinking so why i don't think it make it would it make a good anime maybe would it be worth it to find out i don't know i don't know I mean, we're not exactly like having to spend our own money here. I think it would be a situation where I would definitely want to find out if it did if someone anything else, for it. If someone else funds it, yeah. But I mean, because here's what I'm saying. I think volleyball is one of the most boring sports on earth to watch, but Haikyuu is fucking sick. Because that animation brought something to it. Well, right? I'm just wondering, yeah. Yeah, is there right. something they can find in anime that would actually make that shit pop? I will say, like, the closest... An analogy I can think of that I have seen some of would be Nana, which Danny's going to be pissed that I hate it, but it was fucking trash. Oh, no. But 
like it wasn't bad because of like it being like sitcom-y. Sure. It's trash because the main character is like the biggest dork on earth. <laughs> but beyond that, it like wasn't bad. Okay. It's just like there's certain barriers I cannot get over in certain shows. And this character that falls in love with everybody she talks to is one of them. <laughs> but like I think it is relatively analogous to like like that that character who's living on their own in their in their like Upper West Side apartment or wherever the fuck they live, uh, you know, drinking coffee at the Central Perk. <laughs> the Central um, Perk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think it would be bad. Like and like obviously, the storytelling would be still in the American vein, right? Like it wouldn't be like you straight up hand the IP off and you see what comes out, right? I think that's yeah. kind of maybe a, a distinction that needs to be made because like. I think we do sitcoms significantly better, obviously. Yeah. And a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, maybe it's a it's a numbers game. And our that, comedy just shits all over Japanese comedy. Because it's mostly like slapstick. Okay, so. But one, here one, is one question I had. Okay. Is it because I don't speak Japanese? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. So we, there have been. Confirmed, dub is better. I knew, no, I have two <laughs> cases for that. We have famously said that we love the comedy of combatants will be dispatched. Because of that dub, actually, the joke, they had fun with the script. It felt like they had fun in the room recording it. There's a nice flow back and forth. Just like the ghost stories or whatever. It was, it was great. It was great. Then there's uh, My Senpai is Annoying. I think even in, even in sub, those jokes hit. They were funny. Like, they were really funny. I, I, there was something I was chuckling out loud at. Um, Dragon Maid had one or two, but to that point, I think that's what it is. It's, it, there's a cultural disconnect that comedy and sitcoms as we know it, maybe wouldn't work in anime because of that cultural disconnect of how we perceive comedy and anime typically being like slapstick and kind of, you know, etchy humor almost like. And then there's sitcoms, which is a little bit more like zingy back and forth sometimes or just, you know, writing that hits a little deeper in the in the old not noodle, you know, for us, us Western boys. So am I going to say Japanese comedy is bad no it's just not what we are used to kind of vibing with and i think it can still hit you know so i wonder if a direct one-to-one translation of a western comedic show into yeah i'll have the pair of balls for the both of us japanese comedy is bad okay i don't agree with that regressed i just think it's or like whatever you would call like a not fully burgeoned uh field it's just a fledgling i mean it's like charlie chaplin like pioneer like trailblazer getting hit in the head and being like oh and everyone laughing (laughs) you know yeah so i don't know like like they also lean so heavy on etchy for the comedy that it's just like okay you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but okay here's one that i i absolutely know would slap okay and it's not a show per se but I think the Harry Potter series animated. Here we fucking go unreal. every time. <laughs> and here's why. Because where I think there was a limitation for the magic that we could see on the silver screen, the Tokyo screen or whatever the fuck, I think would do it really well. And to be honest, it has all the bones and a bit of the meat. It's a shonen. It's straight up a shonen. Right. That's all it is. You have a boy with special powers. And, you know, absent parents, 
by sheer means, which is Japanese, uh, which is literally shown into a team. He's yeah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a shonen protag. He is a good boy who you know wants to wants to defeat the evil. We have this lingering evil through the whole thing, and his minions come and try to get him. Uh, he goes through trials and tribulations with his with his good old pals Ron and uh, Hermione. Her, her, I almost said Hermes. Because we're talking Hermione. about her, Hermione's. Um, well, yeah. So I mean, it, and it, he has like rivals and teachers, and literally, and he learns like power ups and stuff. He's literally Link if you think about it. <laughs> Wait, what? Ganondorf, the bad guy. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna say like he's not necessarily naruto what's his what's the most not even deku i'm just trying to think he's just special he's just gifted he's you know he's not actually all that gifted he's just forced into situations significantly earlier than like normal wizards that's fair so he like has to grow faster in that regard but he's like relatively normal yeah so yeah ability wise but he's, he's very the, brave. He's a brave kid. Yeah, he's got the pedigree of just the boy who <laughs> right. And he's got daddy's fucking piggy bank, dude. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah, of course being born uber rich even as an orphan. Now that not that some, bad. That's some OPMC shit, right? That's there. a superpower. <laughs> just being born filthy, filthy right. rich. Just like uh he's frankly he's Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ba- think about it? Harry Potter is Batman. Yes. Change my mind. Change my mind. He's he's Batman with a stick that blows fire. <laughs> Which is pretty sicker. It's sick. actually sicker. Um but yeah, so I one Harry Potter would slap. Like no doubt. Like you make every movie like a, a half season. Just one and two is a full like twenty four core. You think you can fit that? That's good pacing. So 12, I'm not sure how apps. that would end up working. Uh-huh. I almost feel like you just an- like animate the seven and a half, like whatever movies, eight, eight movies, eight movies. Yeah, that's yeah. I like that. And then we don't we don't talk about the cursed child, and we can just go on with it. That'll be like their the GT. What? There it is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice. Nice. Never heard of it. Oh, uh, but yeah, I that kind of leaded me into one other thing that I think is the one most I think applicable to anime. <laughs> would be superhero shit, Western shit. We have had in the past a couple things that label itself as anime that have been based on Western IPs. You know, Batman got his fair share. I think other a couple other um, heroes have had theirs as well. Um, yeah, what? Wolverine, Iron Man. Yeah. Why, why, don't, why does that happen more? It seems like a really easy... That's the most unilaterally easy fit, right? But there's not more of them. Is it more because... Is there an aversion of Japanese IP creators to bum an international product and making it their own? They want everything kind of homegrown. Um, I to be honest with you, I think it's probably because we do have animation studios that work on those IPs already. Yeah, and so it's more like buy American almost buy American, baby. Do you know, like like literally. Yeah, no, honestly, and I think that's kind of the same thing in, in Japan. They they treat their intellectual properties. I think we, we kind of said it on the sidebar. They treat that like an export. It's a good. It's it's like one of their country's main goods is their IPs. And the world around knows it. I mean, Pokemon is the most profitable media franchise of all time, like by a long shot. And they know that. How much do you think uh, Garfield is worth? <laughs> the cat? Yeah. The fat lasagna eating cat? <laughs> 
Probably. Don't look it up. I'm asking you a trivia question. I know, I know. Do you know it off the top of your head? Yes. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm going to say a cool 15 mil. <laughs> You're going to be sorely <laughs> like 1.5 billion a year. Billion? Yes. That fucking cat pulls in bees? That's why it's surprising. <laughs> what? So I what kind is of, Garfield doing? I don't know, but that's where like I start to think like, yeah, if you're talking those kinds of monies and uh, monies, yeah, um, and frankly, monies. Pokemon for sure is talking those types of money. It's definitely exports like at that point. Right. You're talking about a country's goods. Yeah. So like I think that's, and that's kind of the way uh, Japan treats that stuff. So maybe this might be why we're not seeing a lot more, you know, live action IP go into the anime space. That's more the other way is that the goods are homegrown and made, and then they get to reap the benefits of other studios shittily, I might add, but adapting them live action or in other mediums, they get kind of a reverse funnel where it's like, it starts in one spot and it just blows out in, you know, rights and all that and everything. It doesn't go the other way where they pull from someone else and import a good to make it an anime, right? And we see all that stuff like Castlevania was in no way, I don't think, Japanese, right? I think it was like French and Rocket and I think it was like a powerhouse animation studio in Austin, Texas, I think that's what where they are where they're at. I don't know. But um it might have been like German or something like that. Sure, but, right, right, right. You know, still a Japanese original IP. So that's kind of where I think the the real the real rub is. I think American companies would have to reach out to Japan, and like I also don't think that if they were doing that, Japan would be telling them no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think they'd be like, no, I'd rather animate uh the wise man's grand nephew. Oh yeah, the aunt's grandson's right. child's uh, fetus. So like I do think it's clearly like maybe some um like. I don't know if political posturing is like even close to the right word, but do you know what I mean? Like some, right, right. So maybe mismatch of like my IP could, could do something animation. And that's kind of, I think where this conversation comes from is like maybe given some ideas to people of like, maybe think different. Maybe IBM <laughs> innovation that excites my right. dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like this conversation cause it's all, it's an oftentimes, Oftentimes, but even rare, even more rarely seen thing. I, I I rarely have ever seen a live action go that way. How about Stranger Stranger, Stranger Dings? Dings? Stranger Dings. That would I think would be that would slap for a couple reasons because you have the sci fi element, you have the monster horror element there, which you can kind of ratchet up a bit for a more mature audience because uh, it was built like the Goonies essentially, like a modern day Goonies. If you ratchet that up to more of a mature audience, you have some interesting shit there. Um, it's an 80s, it's kind of an 80s period piece in Americana would right. be also very cool to see. Um, yeah, that, that structures, you, you have some supernatural element to it, the mystery element, and, you know, you still have kind of a kid core cast with some adults involved, like, that, that all makes sense for kind of this, you know, spooky, horror-centric any kind of thing. I, I, I can see that working. How about Stranger Kings, but it's all about little princes from all these <laughs> kingdoms that come together and find the upside-down world. How do I fix someone's brain? Like, from uh, over here, just kind of mash the wrinkles a bit. Yeah. Stranger Kings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you got it. You got, trust me, like, you could tell someone that's an isekai. I'm like, yeah, we'll give you money for it. It's fine. Yeah, for yeah. real. Shit. Um, 
yeah. So it does seem like they just really will fund anything these days. I know that, that's so that that kind of leads back to the final question I had. If they're willing to put money into any fucking light novel that just comes across their desk, why wouldn't they collab with a well-known IP to make something that brings two fandoms together and increases numbers viewership for both? I think that's really where my head gets lost here. Is that there's a I see a lot more benefit for animation studios, original IPs, everyone involved to cross-pollinate fan bases. And I feel like that's why when I started with Star Wars Visions, that's why I got so excited. Because anime fans who didn't give a shit about Star Wars maybe did. And Star Wars fans like our buddy Ryan, who didn't give a shit about anime at all, except weirdly World Trigger. He likes World Trigger. That's really um, good. Yeah. He, and then he started like, if this is what anime could be, then... Maybe maybe I'll give some shit a try. And I'm like, hook, line, and sinker, boys. We're going to get some wrecks out. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the answer is really just English IP or whatever you want to call it, Western IPs, not seeing any real value. Yeah. But here's the question that I have. And, and like going back to the very first thing you said, just quickly, we're almost done here. Yeah, guys, I'm just checking. Uh, would be like, what have we seen a live action to um anime already i think the witcher comes to mind because there's that uh there's like a prequel version up there and then there's godzilla we've seen which like is and isn't yeah right i've seen pacific rim pacific Um, rim got an anime yeah no shit i actually didn't know that um and maybe like a few more like i think altered carbon also has an anime for some reason that's right they got an anime and matrix animatrix got it too but other than maybe animatrix i think all of those were dog shit so maybe that's why like what i don't get is why don't you pick a really really good ip like star wars and try there which they did and it came out well they've honestly dominated with both clone wars and rebels was pretty damn good too great and so my question is like that should be your proof in the pudding that like this can be good if you give them something good so that maybe kind of begs the final question of to your list that you just listed out and i will i trust your rec game and the fact that they are in fact dog shit um it seems now that we have a problem going both ways right that animates a live action and vice versa seem to be a problem in both directions so it comes down to why why does it seem that crossing the bridge in either direction shitty and i think we've alluded to it a lot here it's care it's time it's energy it seems like whenever someone gets their hands on a chance to do something like this they just do not give it the due diligence it deserves and that's that's kind of fucky where I think maybe animated live action, the aesthetic can look a little weird. I don't know if that problem exists the other way, and yet we have mediocre products. Well, I do think, like, just the difference between the two things, like, immediately, you're not going to have, like, dorky shit happen with, like, wigs. You know what I mean? Like, you can... Yeah. any Anything that you see in a live action show, you could reproduce. Yeah, and, and it's not necessarily the same way across the other direction. Yeah, so like for sure that's a difference. Um, I don't know, man. I I think it's a fun topic, and maybe like we do like a movies or just Netflix shows, maybe in the future or there's, something like there's that. There's more to hunker down here if we kind of get more, you know, put it under a microscope. There's more shit to talk about, but I like this conversation because books. I, I think books is interesting. Books would be very interesting. I don't know if I can speak to that because I am an illiterate you know, Neanderthal, 
and I don't read like I should. Right. Yeah, that'll also do it. But um, yeah, you know what? Thank you all for coming to class to have this kind of headier discussion. It's kind of like our love letter to we want to see more of that. We right. really, really do. So studios that I know are clearly at the edge of their seats listening to Look, this. Look, Miramax, <laughs> Lionsgate. We're your guy. We'll tell you which ones to send on Warner over the pond. Bros, both of you. Yes. Send out your dogs. Give them to the anime studio. Right. Let them animate that shit. But, you know, like, comment, subscribe, and you can do that thing. All of uh, wherever you're listening to this, you can get your podcast fix. Um, you know, wow, my brain just just fuck just happened. Wow, there. my I'm, my brain is just stalling Actually right fried. now. Links Actual are in the fried. description. Thank you. Follow our like uh, Twitter, or whatever I guess, Ain't but I don't easy. really po- They're post. They're on there. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, if you'd like to give us some monetary love, only I'll if you, you can. can. One dollar and up uh, gets you into the Discord where past guests uh, lurk. And uh, the Inner Sanctum also exists. And then $3 and up is the syllabus sidebar. <laughs> Lo-fi high vibes. Sometimes anime, sometimes not, and sometimes on hiatus. And sometimes not currently visual. On hi- yeah, and not currently on hiatus. No, no, yeah, because we had one this past week. Yeah, so. and uh, a couple of this last couple months, so that's great. Um, but yeah, just overall, it's a fun place to, to hang out, get more content from us. Yep. And I think our goodies are pretty well on the way now yes we're actually uh, starting we worked to get- on that today pretty decently and you know i'm ready to start swiping the credit card and sending your shit out yep if you want to get involved in that patreon.com slash ubology yeah that's the only thing i think we missed you did very good on those reviews that yeah review I, our shit yeah review our shit five stars yes even we, if you hate it even if you hate it, it yeah no, five stars if you do a five star and you leave us a hated review we'll at least read it because it's five stars that's a great point so you will you'll get our eyes if it's five stars and then you'll be like you guys fucking blow you know the dude. thing that we hate so much is five star reviews so yeah, like I, I literally if you want to tell us you hate our show give us a five star review and if you want to tell us you love our show give us a five star review dude man why are you crying i don't know dude it's just another five star review <laughs> like why like it hurts my soul yeah. i don't know but yeah i you, you literally saw the moment just now where my brain went to zero percent battery it was yeah visual <laughs> yeah it was bad so until i can go home plug myself in and recharge for next time i'm ricky and i'm Ethan. and this has been webology deuces. thank you for covering that was like that was a good handle uh, I, I, I just i just stopped <laughs>